Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today we are having a different kind of bookish conversation. We are going to talk about fandom and the significance of names and their pronunciations for the reader or something like that. It's funny because when I think bookish conversations, I think about TBRs and how to work through it or working through NetGalley or recommending an excellent book. But recently, I had a bookish conversation that just went in a direction I was not anticipating. And so I had to get to the bottom of the story. Bear with me for a bit. I was talking to someone and I would like to keep the person anonymous, but we are chatting. And he, yes, it's a he, asked me if I had read the Matched trilogy. I hadn't. And then he asked me how I would pronounce the name spelled C-A-S-S-I-A. So I'm thinking, Cassia, Cassia, and he said, no, it's Kasha. I stepped back and thought about it. Hmm, Cassia, Kasha. Yeah, I can see that. I like Kasha. And he narrated a story about how much he loved the name Cassia and was disheartened when he heard an author interview where the author mentions Kasha. So he did what any other red-blooded American would do. He wrote the author. Now, friends, I'm listening to the story, and if you know me or have seen me, you can imagine my face. I think I was contorting my face in all manner while I was trying not to laugh and to be empathetic, and the person in question is um, going to get a link to this episode, so it's not like I'm talking behind his back, but he was trying to explain to me about how the name had two S's and the letter S winds and curves like a river. And he was trying to explain to me that there was a lot of river imagery in the book and he combined the two S's with the river. He was trying to explain all this to me and I was listening. And when he told me he wrote the author, I just about lost it. He explained to me that he wrote this long email to the author when he was 16 years old. And the author wrote back. And well, let's just take the story from his first email to the author. He was kind enough to share the entire exchange with me. Real quick, before I read the letter and make commentary while I read it, I just wanted to say that I'm bowled away by fandom and some people's absolute bookish obsession. He should be doing a bookish podcast, not me. But anyway, it blows my mind. Although I am secretly in love with Batman. Who am I kidding? So I'm one to talk, right? Anyway, let's just move on. And um, here's the email. I am using voice effects for when it's the email versus myself talking. I think I'm using two voice effects. You'll see. Okay, here's the email. This is a 16-year-old email to the author. Dear Mrs. Condi, 
My name is John Doe, and I am an avid fan of your Matched trilogy. I'm still reading Crossed now, but I know Reached will be amazing. I think your series is the bigger and better version of The Hunger Games. Well, 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 are we trying to kiss up right from the beginning? I can't help myself. I was laughing, but it was cute. I was like, aww. Okay, moving on. I know you probably don't particularly enjoy comparisons, as anyone wouldn't, but I can't help it. What do you guys think about that statement? As a wannabe author myself, I will say that when my friend told me that she enjoyed my book more than A Woman Is No Man, I was tickled pink by that comment. It was huge to be compared to such a successful book. So I feel the author would have loved the comparison, but let's continue with this fandom letter. Dystopian future, totalitarian government, teenage love triangle, one female protagonist, one best friend, and one mysterious boy. Not that I mind, of course. I am a fan of The Hunger Games, which is why I came to love your trilogy so easily. A level of familiarity, but also a new interesting take on this dystopian future theme. Bottom line, I think your books are amazing. Thank you. Yes, friends, I would say he was obsessed. It's adorable and it's great. And then we are getting to the meat of the issue. While I was reading Crossed, however, I randomly decided to take a break and look up an interview of you talking about the trilogy. I was just curious to hear an author's commentary. Full disclosure here, I am a bookish person, a recent one in the last few years type bookish person. I have loved books all my life. I mean, I remember reading books when I was younger, but I can't ever recall myself being so obsessed with an author that I looked them up. Maybe if an article about J.K. Rowling crossed paths with me, sure. But I don't recall going out of my way to look up author interviews or videos. Okay, I did look up Alka Joshi's interviews before I talked to her because I didn't want to come across as a clueless podcaster. But other than that, I haven't YouTubed Backman, and we all know about my love affair with that man. I do follow some authors on Bookstagram, but I'm feeling insecure. I am book obsessed, but am I? Okay, let's um, get back to this email. When I watched the interview, I saw that you pronounced Cassia's name Kasha. Please do not get offended, but frankly, I was shocked and a bit upset. I always thought her name was pronounced Cassia, like Cassia. E with an A at the end. I also loved that name. I read the entire matchbook thinking it was pronounced like that and only learned the real pronunciation after getting halfway through Crossed. I have come so far in the series only to find out a detail so important so late. Oh, this letter gets better, but wow, right? You can feel his angst. I mean, do you guys get so wound up by stuff like this? Okay, let's go on. I know this sounds really ridiculous, but... Before he goes on, I'll just say, whatever is coming next after the but, yes, it's probably going to sound ridiculous. I mean, he already prefaced it, right? <laughs> okay, all right, let's do this. I am requesting that you, 
the author who has the authority to do this would please officially change the pronunciation to Cas-E-A, not Kasha. When I first looked at the cover of Matched, I saw a girl in a green dress with pretty brown flowy hair. When I read that part of the email and put together a teenage boy and girl in a green dress and pretty brown flowy hair, my mind went in a different direction. I'm like, okay, TMI. Okay, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay, moving on. When I started reading and learned her name, I was very content. I did feel that the name Cassia fit her. She seemed like a Cassia, a gentle, happy, content girl. Cassia. When I also got to the part where Kai teaches her how to write her name and the poems from her grandfather, I noticed how both Kai and Cassia would appreciate every detail of the letters down to their shape. Oh wow, he's really getting deep here. Have you guys ever gotten to that level of obsession? I know I keep asking you this, but have you? Okay, let's keep reading. Kai said something about how the S's were the most difficult to learn, but I personally thought Cassia's name even looked beautiful when it was written. The letters looked beautiful together, arranged that way. The two S's next to each other are so flowy, like the rivers and the abundant natural scenery in Crossed. Cassia is a poetic name just because of the beauty of the letters arranged that way. I must add that I have an S in my name, Shnaz, but I never looked at the letter S as flowy like a river. Maybe my parents needed to add two S's to my name, and it might have more scenic beauty to it. Hmm, just thinking out loud and throwing things out there. Okay, (laughs) all right, all right, all right, moving on. But I personally do not think that the pronunciation Kasha goes well with those letters. Kasha reminds me of Kesha, a pop star who's quite the opposite of Cassia's character. Cassia is an erudite young girl who appreciates poetry. She's also very polite and gentle. Kesha is overconfident, too revealing, and vulgar. Whoa, okay. But I must interrupt here because he did send me an email about how he feels differently now. That's coming up later, but in case you guys were like, whoa, stay tuned and um, on with this email. Cassia is rather gentle, quiet, and not fully expressive. And the fact that she appreciates poetry is what makes her a Cassia not a kasha. Poetry is like a river. Poetry is so gentle, flowy, and its words so gentle and moist. Moist? Did he just say moist? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Kasia sounds so musical and poetic. Kasha contradicts the river in that it sounds a lot like cashew, which is a very salty nut. That was hard to record without laughing out loud. I am majorly, like, laughing here. Kasha sounds like cashew, which is a salty nut. I mean, this is so funny. Okay, first off, my friend John Doe, correction. A cashew is not a salty nut. 
A salted cashew is salty. A regular cashew is not salty, but what does salt have to do with Kasha's name? I guess Kasha makes the name salty. Hmm, that's an interesting expression for a name. Your name is salty. Would you like some pepper to balance that out? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, Um. enough of the salt and pepper jokes. Let's continue with this um, email. Kasha simply does not fit Cassia's character, but Cassia does. Even Cassia's appearance illustrates her love for poetry. Her beautiful, long, flowy hair are like the rivers that resemble poetry or the ones mentioned and crossed. Her flowy hair also resembles the two S's put together in the spelling of her name and the pronunciation that fits that better is Cassia. Such a beautiful name to fit a beautiful poetic character. Kasha is too dry for her. These are my concerns as a fan. Please, Mrs. Condi, consider the name change. Many fans, beside myself, also thought it was Cassia. And when they saw your interview, they were just as surprised as I was. The pronunciation of the protagonist's name is more than just her name. As you read all my concerns, they have a lot to do with her character. And Kasha has all the wrong connotations and sends the wrong signals. All jokes aside, do you guys believe a name makes or breaks a character? Does a name give strength to a character or takes away from it? Didn't Shakespeare say that a rose by any other name would smell as sweet? Or it might be salty. <laughs> okay, but what do you guys think? I mean, do you ever get so name obsessed? I will say this. Since I am writing a book, my main character's name is Rufat. But a lot of people don't like that name. My cousin was groaning about it. Oh, that name. Like she wants my character to have a different name because she doesn't like the name Rufat. Too bad. I think it makes sense if I as a wannabe author is so attached to my character name, why can't the reader have such attachment? Okay, let's get to the end of his email and then we get to the author's response. I apologize for this letter being so long, but please do consider the pronunciation change for your fans and the better, more accurate characterization of Cassia. Thank you for reading this far, if you did, and for your engrossing trilogy. Best regards, John Doe, a major fan of the Matched trilogy. And um, here is the author's response, hopefully in a different voice effect. Dear John, thank you so much for your email. I love that you care so much for Kasha's name. Please feel free to pronounce it any way you like. I myself do prefer the classic Greek pronunciation of the name. And as a former English teacher who once taught Julius Caesar, the classical pronunciation comes most naturally to me since Cassius is pronounced similarly and he is a character in the Caesar play. Damn, former English teacher. There you have it, John. She's throwing in her credentials and she makes an excellent case for Cassius' pronunciation. Okay, on with the author's email. Well, I'm not one to argue with the classical pronunciation and think it's a beautiful name with a pronunciation that far 
predates and will outlive any pop stars named a similarly sounding name, you should always feel free to pronounce a character's name as you would like. It's wonderful that you feel so passionately. Best wishes, Ali Kandi. And this, my friends, is where the conversation should have ended. <laughs> but our hero, John Doe here, wanted to have the final word. So he wrote back. Dear Mrs. Kandi, thank you for your reply. First of all, I do not intend to argue here. I am not stubborn here and do want to reach a solution. Hmm, sure he wants to reach a solution. I mean, his solution. I mean, this is not an argument. He's right, the author's wrong, and that's that. I love his, I do not intend to argue or that I'm not being stubborn. Hmm, John, isn't that the definition of being stubborn? Hmm, don't know. Anyway, here's his uh, justifications. As far as the books, I have no problem. I can pronounce it my way and you pronounce it yours. But the problem is that Disney bought the rights for the film adaptation and the pronunciation in the movies will be the one you approve of. That is why I am worried so much about the pronunciation. My concerns were mainly connected to imagery, the shapes of the letters and the connection between the poetry and rivers and Cassia's appearance. I know you prefer Kasha and it is your trilogy, but I am too concerned about how it would be pronounced in the movie. I guess that is a legit concern. And he was young and obsessed and yeah, why not get so vested in a character's pronunciation? If you guys ever mispronounced a name in a book and then watched the movie and it was different? I remember Hermione from Harry Potter. I don't know how I pronounced it, but I was wrong in my pronunciation. No, I did not write a letter to J.K. Rowling, but anyway, back to our hero John Doe's email. Hmm, he was thinking far ahead. You gotta give him credit for that, you know? Wow. It will just butcher the experience of the book and add an element of dryness to it. Well, John, most movies butcher the experience of a book and not just by the pronunciation of the name. Movies are poor excuses for people who don't want to read the original. I'm not downing movies completely. I mean, it is its own art form. But I just feel majority of books are better than the movie. Majority of them. Some no, but those are few and far in between. Where were we? Oh yes, the email. The only reason I'm telling you this is because I love the stories too much. That I want the movies to be as perfect as the books. But once again, thank you for your patience. I do pray that you permit them to use the Cassia pronunciation in the movies. Just finished Cross, by the way. Can't wait to see who Cassia will end up choosing. I'm on Team Kai. Can't wait to get my hands on a copy of Reached. John Doe, your avid matched trilogy fan. And that's the end of that exchange. Now, you can understand why I had to have the emails. I mean, I had to do a podcast about it. I think it's the most adorable bookish story ever. A teenage boy obsessed with the name of a character. Does it get better than that? I think not. Ideally, I would end the podcast here, but John Doe did email me his current thoughts on this exchange. And I think it's only fair I share them with you guys, my listeners. So here's his email to me. This is a slightly older John Doe. I don't know his age right now. 
Um, and he's probably in his late 20s or early 30s. I want to reflect on some things I said in the email in case they do come up on your episode. I find my passion about such a minute detail to be both endearing and comical, but I particularly cringe at the comments I made about Kesha. I described her as overconfident, too revealing, and vulgar. I completely disagree with this reasoning now because one, I came to learn that confidence is a wonderful thing and not a negative trait. Two, being revealing shouldn't automatically be a negative or vulgar thing. It is a personal choice, and this artist chose the career path most fitting for her. And three, I came to realize that I was taking a pop star's image too seriously and referencing it in a conversation about character. I was using this pop star's image to make a point that Kasha's character is so good in contrast to the bad character of Kasha. That is completely unfair because on top of my realization that it is not my place to judge her personal or career choices, it's also not fair to equate her image with her character. Maybe she chose to do some things with her image to sell more, but I made the unfair assumption that her character truly is what she's portraying in her image. It was also not fair to use a real person as a comparison in the first place. It would have been more appropriate to illustrate my point by comparing Kasha to another fictional character rather than a real human being. I see the point I tried to make when I was 16. However, making unfair comments about a performer and reducing a whole person to her image was unfair on my part. Another thing I didn't realize I was doing at the time was I argued that a polite and gentle woman was preferable to one that was confident and expressive. I was a shy teenager at the time and I wanted to relate to other characters who were shy like me. When I saw a character or person, male or female, who was confident I could not relate to them, I felt more distant from those characters and that made it easier for me to dehumanize them. In the case of Kesha, that translated to the righteous indignation I displayed towards her overconfidence. Confident, expressive, and even revealing characters, men and women, can be wonderful heroes and role models. My dismissiveness towards those traits was a toxic mentality, and I recognize it now. If you do read the entire original email on your podcast, please make a note of my current stances as well. Thank you again for your interest in my past shenanigans. John Doe. And true to my word, I added his final email. It's nice to see how a person can reflect on their past and come up with a totally different position. And I think it takes courage to admit that one's prior choices weren't always the best. Or maybe it becomes easier given more time. When I think about my past, am I ready to admit my thoughts and my judgments? I don't know. But anyway, I just found the whole email exchange and the emotions that went with it quite enduring. I must say, I am a bit jealous of this author to create characters that her fans are so obsessed with. Wow! I can only hope for such influence. I'm almost at the end of this podcast, but John, I will never look at Cashew the same way again. Salted or not. And... That's all I have for this episode, friends. Hope you enjoyed it. I was um, playing with the sound effects and hope that worked out well for you all. 
the idea came from my husband because originally I was going to have him record the John Doe parts, but he suggested trying it with different effects and he said he had heard podcasts like that. So I thought, why not? I have to be honest, it was fun editing this episode and doing it with the voice effects. And as always, I love learning new ways to make my episodes different. So I guess I got John Doe to thank for that. Before I go, I wanted to say that your support of my podcast means a lot to me. Easiest way is to buy me a coffee. I'm adding the link in the show notes, and I sincerely thank you. For me, it's such a huge compliment when someone appreciates this podcast enough to support me. So yes, thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. I'm a Libro FM affiliate now. I still haven't figured that out, but I have the two-for-one deal using my code LLTB podcast. If you are paying for audiobooks, you should be on Libro FM and support your local bookstore. I do not have an Audible account. I keep getting offered free books to start, but no thank you. I think Jeff Bezos doesn't need my support, but my local bookstore does. If you believe in supporting your local bookstore, you would convert to Libro FM also. If you know me, you know I wouldn't add this on my podcast unless I believed in their model. So yeah, link in the show notes for you to sign up. I'm also adding my contact info in the show notes. The opening and closing music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavic. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time 